morning, everyone, and welcome to the Paper Cuts podcast. Noticeably absent this morning is Dean DeFalco. No can one knows where we, he is. Can we come up with some ridiculous story like he does for the rest of us? <laughs> sure. Um, um, boating, <laughs> sinking, sharks, and a and, spaceship. And Christopher Walken, for Ooh, some reason. Dressed as Captain Hook. Ooh. Tied into current events. Topical. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Dan Ryan, for today. This is episode 17 of the Paper Cuts podcast. And since Dean's not here, actually, we're going to fix it and say issue 17. Yeah, that's the way. we, we in, in the earlier conversation, we've decided that's a change that's going to be made. It's cheesy, but, it, you know, it feels <laughs> like it should be that way. What are you going to do? What are you going to (laughs) do? Issue 17 of the Paper Cuts podcast. My name is Dan Ryan. With me this morning is Evan Goldstein. Morning. And we read some comics and we're going to talk to you about a couple comics. Uh, Just as a quick little advisory before we jump into this, obviously there will be spoilers. So if you haven't read the books that we're about to talk about, uh, you know, come back and listen later. Okay, or so, but, have them spoiled for you. But but they need we we haven't told them what books. So well, I know. But, oh, okay. But we're gonna say it. Oh, okay. we're not gonna be- read all the books <laughs> just in case. I'm gonna talk about these books, but I'm not gonna tell you what they are. You're gonna have to figure it out. It's a fucking game, kids. Merry Christmas. Woo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Evan, why don't you go ahead and start us off? What'd right. you read this week? All right. This week, I actually am going to start off with Robin Rises Alpha. Um, Peter Tomasi, art by Andy Kubert. Mm. Um, now, I don't, I haven't been reading much of the, I don't know if this ties in in any way, shape, or form to this, the uh, other bat titles. I've been a little behind on that. And it seems like it does because it just starts in the middle of action. Um <laughs> Batman's on Apocalypse, or right? Is that where the, the place is Apocalypse? Or is it the guy? doesn't really matter. He's not on it, Earth. It's the place. The, it's guy the, is, place. the guy is Dark Side. That's right. Dark Side <laughs> apparently stole a body of the kid. And he, there was a, you know, like the super bat suit for fire. Um, Naturally, because, you know, Batman's... <laughs> Like a Boy Scout, yes, always yeah, prepared. Absolutely. The thing is, is that it's just it's just fun fodder. It's just like lots of action and minimal story because the story itself is Batman goes gets Damien, brings him back, he comes to life. That's the story. All of the other minutia is there's a couple of other Robins there. Alfred looks like a complete badass. It was so awesome to see. Um, as you know, Batman's off on, on Apocalypse. Alfred is manning the Batcave with the dog, uh, Titus, and it what and looked. I, what happened to Ace? I don't know. Uh, and uh, there, there, there was, <laughs> I think there was a cow, or a a, a, a a moose of some sort. It was a um, horned large animal. A bat moose? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so they're coming back. The group is coming back from Apocalypse through the boom tube, and um. Alfred just like mans up, knows that they're coming. He gets his guns ready and everything. And the it, it, Robin Damien is in his little coffin, looking really dead. Can't get him out of the coffin. Very, very dead. Like zombified, not like mummified. That's what he looked like. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be in a long and involved story on how they bring him. I feel I figured the the Lazarus pit was going to be in there somewhere, seeing as his father or his 
grandfather. Yeah. And it wasn't. Like, they couldn't figure out how to open up the suit. All of a sudden, Batman stabs it with this crystal-like thing, and, and it opens. And he's fine. He's awake. Ta-da! Well, he is the world's greatest detective. There was no detecting whatsoever. He was like, shit, I can't figure this out. Let me bang it with something hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was it. Um, as we know, in this current iteration of the Justice League, Cyborg controls the boom tube. Like, there's something in his circuitry that he can open and close, and that's what they're using for their transportation. And conveniently enough, when they come through the boob tube back with all the Robins, the Batmen, and 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 the dead kid, he his circuits fry, and he has to reboot. So, like, what is it, 22 pages, let's say 20 of them, Cyborg just lying on the ground going, um, um, I have to reboot. Can't do nothing. <laughs> So, so it's a Dragon Ball Z episode? Just about. Um, All right. <laughs> so eventually he reboots, sh- shuts everything down. But before that happens, um, what's that guy's at? Calabac. Calabac, okay. the sun comes through. And they're fighting and shooting and whatnot. And right after Damien wakes up, he's wearing his nice white robes and whatnot. And and it turns out he, he hits Calabac, who... In, in, in comparison to everybody else, he's like five times the size of everyone. And little Damien's punch, he feels. Mm. Okay, so, all right. So something happened in his resurrection. He's got powers now. Because at one point in time, Damien... Sw- you know the giant penny that's in the Batcave? Yeah. He, he hits Calabac that with penny. that. Yeah, he hits Calabac with it. Like you do. But, yeah, well, you got to find what you, you, you got to use what you can use. Um, so so Damien's got superpowers now. We don't know why. Uh, they defeat Calabac, get him back into the boom tube. Cyborg says, hey, I'm up. Shuts the boom tube. Everybody's like, hey, you're the only Robin. Hands over their Robin emblems and scene. <laughs> they go out. They, that sounds rather abrupt. It was. It was abrupt. The next setup is, is Alfred... Bruce, Damien, out by Damien's grave, which Batman at some point in time destroyed, like as a renewal, like this, I need to do this to so I can go save him and everything is going to be cool. And they're asking questions back and forth. It seems like they were trying to get more of the story out, but it really wasn't working well. And the way the, 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 the issue concludes is Titus, the dog, jumping on Damien, wanting to play. Damien's like, okay, I'll play. And then he takes a ball and throws it which then bursts through like seven trees and just takes off. So he can't control his new, and you can't see this thing as it's an audio podcast, air quotes, <laughs> superpowers. And they, the, the what's that thing, the bat signal pops mm-hmm. up and they go out. So I don't know how old Damien is in this iteration. I'm going to say like 12-ish. So a 12-year-old with the powers what seem to be of Superman caliber is now rocking around in the Robin tights, swinging, you know, through Gotham, not knowing how to control himself. That seems safe. Yeah, yeah. I was never a big fan of Damien because I always thought he was kind of like a dick. Yeah. And I could see this whole, like, he seems to have calmed himself down. He's very, like, reserved now. Like, this is his father. This is Alfred. This is the way my life is supposed to be. But now we're going to introduce superpowers. This is going to, in my humble, humble opinion, this is going to go horribly, horribly wrong. It, it's <laughs> it's kind of antithetical to, like, 
to the Batman mythos and the Bat family. Like they, that's the whole thing. They don't have superpowers. Like that's the point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're shooting for. I don't know what they're striving for. Um, but to give like, okay, I can understand like even, um, what's his name? Uh, Red Hood. Given yeah. him superpowers, you, we know he is a bad guy at heart, but he's trying to be good. Right. You know, given him superpowers, it's, it's I can understand that because he's got that Magnabot bot background thing. Right, right. This is just Damien happened to be at the right place at the right time and <laughs> jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's just, I don't know. It didn't ingratiate me to the character at all. It just made me more wary of the whole Bat family situation. Uh-huh. So. It doesn't sound great. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, <laughs> I, I, I had kind of mixed feelings on Damien as well. I, I did like a lot of the stuff. Like, I thought it was just kind of funny to read, like, a nine-year-old basically tell it, like, everybody, like, everybody sit down and shut the fuck up. I got this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're all assholes. I'm a genius. <laughs> shut it. I'm a, like, that to me was kind of funny to read every now and again. Um but to give him superpowers, man, like, I don't know that. Uh, will you be reading the next issue? You know what? I probably will. I really like, I really enjoyed the art. Um, it was classic Qbert, you know, like superhero art um, right. with a lot of the stuff that I've been previously reading. It, uh, I'm getting more and more outside of that comic book style. I'm a, I'm a fan of, you know, big pecs, big arms, capes art i like that i like comic book art and this is right superheroes should look like superheroes correct and with a lot of the stuff we've uh, we've been you know reviewing and reading it's more of a a realistic art style i like i don't want to i like dumbing it down i like i like going oh wow that's shiny every once in a while Right. Well, so. it's it's the reason that you know, like Greg Land has a job, correct? Because it it looks really good. <laughs> right. Right. You know, it it is what it is. It, it's traced and and kind of bullshit, but it looks really nice. So it, it looks like a comic so it book, right? So, yeah. Um, and I also feel like there. This is the where they're going to start at least, or maybe the Bat Family coming back together. I don't know how that's been going in the rest of the storyline, but you know, with death. Of the family back in the day, where everybody became estranged. Excuse me. Right. I feel like this is where they're gonna, they, like, they're gonna revolve the family coming back together around the return of Damien. So, that's that's something to look forward to, I guess. Lots of bats <laughs> in the same house again. Well, that's well, and, and that I mean, it just, it, I think you bring up a, an interesting point, like where where are we going with this, and and where exactly does this tie in with current current continuity? Because uh, Wayne Manor is now Arkham Manor, mm-hmm. and, like, and Batgirl um, is all of a sudden at, like a, a teeny bopper, like, <laughs> <laughs> like college kid, like. And I, I dig the new Batgirl book. I like it because it's different. I, I like what they're going for. I don't, I don't know that they're there yet. Um, I think they're they're on their way to at least someplace interesting, but I don't I don't know how you fit Damien back into all of that. I don't know. Like that's that's a DC thing to me though. Like, what do you mean? They they have guys like Grant Morrison doing the multiversity stuff, 
Scott Snyder doing the his Batman run, where it's like you just do your thing, and we'll you know tell stories around it. Yeah, and we'll not figure really, it out. We'll figure it out later. Yeah, we'll not bother to tie it in. Like you just you fucking do what you're gonna do. And I don't know, like that. That is frustrating as a reader who likes continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's frustrating to me. Well, you go to certain places for continuity, like uh, like DC, like Marvel. That's where they 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 strive for is is in continuity. But if you don't want continuity, you hit Image and and you know the other independent type titles because they're all their standalone things. Marvel right. and DC really need to start simplifying everything because they go really really far out and there's no simple way back like there are no there's no trail of breadcrumbs leading them back to the main get of their story arcs you know what i'm saying yeah like i would really love to see one of these companies like one of the big two really do one of their event books and just have that be the only book that comes out for the month right but that's that yeah well just stop yeah. everything and like, and really do it for real and and give us all a shot. It, it's, you know, I mean, DC three years ago they rebooted their entire universe and we're already having a multiversity crisis thing, which what? I do like. And and Dean and I talked about it last week. I do think it's 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 a good book and the stories are really good. And that fucking Shazam book was incredible, mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. But what we're we're here already. We're doing another thing. Like you guys, you just fixed it. Well, that's left to or be discussed. <laughs> but like, it's events are what drive the 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 companies or what drive the sales. And the more events that they can fit in, the the better off their pocketbooks will be. You're right. We're uh, let's take a pause here for a uh, a radio edit because. My cat is trying to open up the cat food bag, and I'm going to go kill her. So give me a sec. Hold, please. Do what you got to do. Hey, fuck off out of Berkeley Square. And we're back. Right. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> all right. So, well, yeah. All right. That, so that, that conversation Robin rises alpha. Yeah. Yeah. Is what it's called. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Pretty. It leaves too many openings to see where it's going to go. So. All right. But well, and the thing is, though, is that the creative team on that Tomasi's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, if not a superstar, just really solid month in and month out and Kubert's you know a, another guy who's really solid so I at least mm-hmm. worth another issue right I'll definitely probably I'll definitely probably be checking it out <laughs> I, I will definitely maybe read it in the comic book store <laughs> all right all right so let's let's get to this other book that you have for the week because I actually read this one Ooh. and uh okay and I have some thoughts okay all right. Well, I, I feel like this is gonna this is gonna turn into something interesting. Uh, the next book that I read is is uh, the Shadow One Shot, released by Dynamite. Um, Michael Morisi did the story, and Anthony Marquesi Marquesi did the art. 
No, I, th- I think it's just Marquez, but Marquez, I, I think see, is way. I, he's a buddy of mine, and and it's way sexier. And, yeah, and I like fucking around with his name. <laughs> um, okay, have what's that? What's that? When you say a phrase before you start talking about it, like a, a caveat, if you will. Yes, Anthony is a friend of mine. Okay, he's a buddy, and I may have been looking at this book through rose-colored glasses, but I tried not to. What's that journalistic integrity and all? Yes. Which a long time which, ago, which a long time ago none. we said we said fuck that. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I I know the shadow. I know the way. I, I, I the the story itself is condensed. It's 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 a solid story for what the shadow is. The art made me feel like I was reading a fifties book, and I, that, from my understanding, was the point. The art style in itself was to was to be a retro look. Um, the Shadow is one of those characters that that sort of gets overlooked, and a lot of people don't understand. But he has a rich backstory and and and, and mystical shit, and 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 <laughs> lot. It's 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 a, it's like a plethora. It's what. Hmm, like at one point in time, Batman was striving to be, and then, then went back to the, you know, I'm super yeah. duper smart Batman. It's it's pulp comics, which hey, means exactly throw everything at the goddamn wall and see what sticks. Exactly, and um, even if it doesn't stick, we'll use that shit too. Right, and <laughs> and it, but that's what that's what pulp comics were. I mean, it, it was a little bit of something for everyone because there were when pulp comics were, you know, back in the day, there was there was few of them, so they had to get as many readers as possible. This was a return to that. Like I it was picking it up made me feel like I was back in the day when comics had a little bit of something for everyone. Uh concise story, Shadow wasn't around very much because he was allegedly killed and what this this story this one shot does is it shows the shadow team it would be in like comparison to like the bat family but these people are relatively normal um they you know there's the mechanic there's the broad there's the you know it's it there's a little bit of every type of personality trait and then the 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 coup de grace is the shadow who is you know the the, the buck stops here type of character um what I did like about it is they sort of touched on his mystical aspects. Uh, they went sort of a backdoor around because it was the villain that was dealing with that, where, where we were finding out about the villain in a story that says, well, uh, this is how I trained the guy that you're working with, a.k.a. the Shadow. This other guy sort of got the same training, but he just couldn't handle it as well as your guy. And... This is how you stop them. What the problem, and I don't want to say problem, what a pulp comic does is it starts a story, gives you a little bit of the story, ends the story. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a finite situation. Um, it's, it is what it is. It's, it is what it's supposed to be, and I really, really enjoyed it. It was something that that I look forward to that I could get a beginning, a middle, and an end in, the, in a story, which we don't get very often now in regular comics. So. Yeah, well, and and my my thoughts on this book, um, first of all, $8. One shot. Yeah. Way too much goddamn money for, for a comic book. In, in this uh, podcaster's humble opinion. <laughs> um, 
but really like the main the main gripe that I actually have with this book because I, I did enjoy it as well I, I dig the shadow I like a lot of the the pulp comics and you know I, I like the ridiculousness of of what pulp comics were the fact that there were no genres when these comics came out so you could have everything right you know right, you right. could throw like like we said you'd throw everything at it and, and just kind of play with with every universe that you that you could imagine um really my my issue with this book was that i just don't think it went far enough like the it, it seemed like it was straddling this this line to me of like we're we're going for a retro look and a retro sound and a retro feel but we're still somewhat modern and i i don't think it hit everything that it should have hit like i liked the artwork but I think the coloring of the book made it look too modern. Like, I, I feel like it should have been washed out a little bit more to look a little bit more retro. All right. And, and it, it, it's, it's I guess that's a, 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 the, the, a, a stylistic choice. The right. cover work itself, like if you see the cover, that's what the coloring should have been on the inside. Yeah, that's what I wanted it to look like. Not like it, it was too clean. Right, you know what I mean. Like, especially for, for a book that's looking retro, there should be some jagged shit and some bleeding. Right, and they did. You they know? did. Um, what's that thing like with the the your you, when you take a picture on your cell phone and then you you can make it look old like a sepia tone type of thing. Yeah, like that's it's it's the coloring itself sort of misses with the actual art style, but I see what they were shooting for. Yeah, I do too. I th- I think that's I think you make a good comparison though. It looks like you took a modern comic book and ran it through an Instagram filter. Right. Of like this will make it look old and cool. Right, right. You know, and and I think like like that to me when I say it just didn't go far enough, it it just it missed the mark a little bit. And the same thing with the writing. The story was good, the writing was good, but it it just wasn't retro enough and i i can't even think off the top of my head what i would have rathered be there but it the i don't know if it was just the pacing or the words that they used or whatever just felt a little bit too uh too modern day for me and i just i would have liked it to be a little bit more um like if you've ever seen that family guy episode where the uh high pants fast talking I don't. I don't know Family Guy episodes by their title. <laughs> there's there's a little clip where they pop back and it's just like an old '40s detective show and they're just like, man, see, man, and it's like All right, that. But that if they would have put that in the book, it's like slapping you in the face with old. Hey, this is old. Look, slap, slap. Right, <laughs> and, and and certainly I would have preferred it done in a clever way, but I've I don't know. Like I just I just don't think it went far enough. Other than that, I I dig it. Like the Shadow is a cool character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree completely. I feel like they, um, I don't want to say rushed because we did get the whole story. If it, it feels like an introduction to something, like it's like the opening for Shadow and Family type of thing. Yeah. And if an issue, like if a, if a book comes out with a continuation of this group, if it's paced properly where they know that they have like this is only it's a one shot so they have to get a, a, a full story in however many pages it seems like a double size issue so we'll say it was, it was like 40 pages 40 pages if if they get their 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 run it's something that can grow and and be done at a better pacing because there is so much shoved into this book 
Like they're like we were introduced to at least six different characters on the good guy side. Yeah, and that's a lot for forty pages. Yeah, it it really is, um, and a whole mystical backstory and a villain. <laughs> it, it, like, you know, th- there's a lot going on. My, you know, last stand statement on this one is that I the the art, in my opinion, was perfect for what this book is. It's hard for a modern day artist to make them make their work look like it came out in not modern day. Right. And a, a lot of times when 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 like if you look at uh image titles and someone has a specific art style, you can look at it and go, "Oh, that I feel where that's coming from." Then they get pigeonholed into that and then they're the guy that always do, or the girl that always does that style. Right, right. This is a this is this is a a, a tough nut because no other comic books do this art style because yeah, it's like, so old looking. Like, like I said, I like capes. I like big pecs. I like you know, you don't. I like pouches and pouches tiny ankles. And stuff. Yes, feet. No feet. Oh, no feet. No none. feet. Um, the Lee Fieldian school of design. What it is? It's it's refreshing to see that they didn't say, "Well, this is a new shadow for the new day." No. It's Shadow, no, Shadow's here already, it's Batman. <laughs> like <laughs> we, we already have a Shadow. We already have a Shadow. Day. He's got a couple of pointy ears and a, a, a plethora of people standing behind him. Yeah, it's a Shadow that is not a murderous psychopath. <laughs> let's let's not gloss over that fact either. Like, what? He shoots is, a lot. So he, what? He kills everyone. Like, indiscriminately just like ah you're a low level thug fuck it dead <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of kind of ridiculous but, but it's but awesome you don't it is. see no, that I dig like, the shadow. like the all right the, the character uh grifter every time you see the grifter it's either he's standing there talking or leaping and shooting and if he's leaping and shooting <laughs> he's not hitting anybody no because no, he shoots a lot and and misses. It's and like dies. watching a, It's like watching a GI Joe episode. It's a crack team of military specialists that can't hit the broadside of a fucking barn with their lasers. Lasers. <laughs> all in all, I really enjoyed the shadow. Um, I'm really hoping that I get to see more from this team. Uh, outside of the fact that, you know, he's a buddy. I thought, I, I when I picked up this book, I looked at other because there's a number of shadow titles out. And I looked at, and they yeah, all, there's like four shadow books right, right now, but they're all modernized. Yeah. And this, like, I feel that this title or this character should be in this style, the storytelling wise, the art wise. He's not. It, it's like okay. All right. Did you see the movie The Rocketeer? Yeah. Came out what mid nineties? Uh, yeah. Like give or take, if, if not early nineties. Okay. It was set in. 40s? 40s? I felt like yeah. it was a 40s movie. Just by the way, they were just casually chatting. And, like, it, it, they didn't take that classic character and put him in the mean streets of New York. <laughs> like, I don't need yeah. to see that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. There's there's plenty of that. Give me this different thing. Right. And and they did that. So, I yeah, was, I, I, was I liked it. I liked it. Like I said, I mean, it... The price is a little bit off-putting. Eight bucks is uh, is quite a bit. Um, it, it is. Um, I don't know in comparison to other Dynamite titles. It is a one-shot, so I don't know if they were trying to bang the buck, if you will. Yeah, like five bucks 
for 40 pages, I'm in. Like, that That mm-hmm. makes sense as far as what, you know, 2014 comic prices are. But it, eight bucks, I, I need more than 40 pages. Right. And I feel like this book could have used maybe another 10. Right, right. I, and I, it, and that you would know? have been just to spread out the story. Yeah, give me a little bit more. Because it does, uh, like you said, it. it, yeah, it does rush through a little bit. Like we're we're in Tibet and now we're at a temple and fuck we have a dagger. See, but like um, the thing, like okay, I, I, and when I when I first read it, I, I said, wow, that that went quick, but they didn't like ignore that. They in and right. the actual story, like the the characters turned around and went, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that come from? So it wasn't like it wasn't like they removed a bunch of panels and like the reader was the only one who noticed. It was part of the story. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like that line of "What the fuck? There were mountains here, and now there's a temple." And the the lady in the temple very simply says, "We show up when we're needed." Yay. All right, moving on. <laughs> and that's all you really needed. <laughs> now you're right. You're right. I, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really, my like I said, my my biggest gripe with this book, and I I did enjoy it, but my my biggest gripe I think was the coloring, like it it just it felt too modern. Like, give me give me something a little a little bit more washed out, a little bit more uh, like watercolor. I mean, mm-hmm. in a perfect world, I would I want this in black and white. This is a black and white book, and right. it should be absolutely. Or um, um, like I'd lo- you remember how um, what was it Wednesday Comics was actually doing it on newsprint. Yeah. Oh, like, that would have been awesome. Give me that. You know what I, I mean? I mean, paper stock in itself yeah. like, gives it that, that feel and tone. That would have been that would have been something to see, but they don't do that anymore. They they gave us a what's yeah. that, a prestige binding and, yeah. and a hard yeah. cover. Well, not hard covers. You know what I mean. A but, hard stock cover yeah. and yeah. It's it's a touch of modernization without fucking up the character. So Yeah. I dug it. I did like it. Good, good. All right, so Shadow, yes. Robin rises. Meh, meh. Yeah. I mean, I like I, Robin. Eh, I liked seeing Alfred wield a gigantic gun. I don't know why, <laughs> but I well, like seeing that. You know, I can just read Moon Knight and get Frenchy. Uh, oh, there we go. Piss <laughs> off the fanboys. Don't did feed you, the trolls. Kids. I, I I don't know. I'm pretty sure we're friends on Facebook, right? I, yes. <laughs> okay. Did you see the <laughs> ultimate fucking Christmas gift I got from my my lovely fiance? Yes. Hey? That oh was my fantastic. God. <laughs> it's a Moon Knight switchplate cover where you flick his his peen, as it were. To, <laughs> to turn the I mean, he on is prominently on. standing, hands on hips, like ha ha! Look at my peen. <laughs> In my superhero pose, <laughs> flick my dick if you want to see. Mm. And the Lord said, let there be light. <laughs> There's our episode title. <laughs> Issue 17, flick my dick if you want to see. Mm. Nice. Fantastic. All right. So what do you All got right. for us, sir? <sighs> All right. Well, this week um, finished off the uh, Avengers and X-Men Axis uh, crossover that's been going on um, over the last three months or so mm-hmm. at Marvel. And uh, this one, uh, still written by Remender, uh, but the artwork on this one was done by Terry Dodson. They had a, uh, a rotating cast of artists, and uh, this one that Dodson finishes off the book. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, not for nothing, this was the only issue of this entire crossover 
where I felt like I missed something by not reading the tie-in books. Oh, they have that's done, a shame. It really is, because they've done the first eight goddamn issues of this series. They have done a really good job of, this is the only book you need to read. And they say that shit every time. like Every, every, every event. Every event. You only need the main series. You don't need any of the other stuff. And it's bullshit. You need the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But in this one, they did a really good job. You really only needed to to read the issues of of the main crossover until you get to this one. And it was just like, well, shit, man, I feel like I've missed a bunch here. And I don't want to go out and read a bunch of books that I don't normally because I'm just not going to. You know, it's you're just going to piss me off. You're not going to get me to want to go read it. Um, That being said, this crossover I actually really liked. Oh. Normally these crossovers are terrible, oh. but I thought this was really good. I, in the, in the Why last, is your voice coming up? I don't know. That's that's just a thing. Um, in the last in the last three issues, uh, issues seven, eight, and nine, we we've dealt with the heroes being inverted uh, into bad guys and the bad guys being inverted into heroes. And issue eight saw the death of Carnage. Okay. Uh, he sacrifices himself uh, to save the world because uh-huh. uh, because reasons. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like it because you know stuff. we we got to kill somebody in an event book, so let's kill Carnage because fuck it, he hasn't been relevant in years. Um, but there was kind of a nice moment where he's talking to Spider Man and he's like, "Look, you know, it, nobody in the in the Cassidy clan because you know he's from the South, so." Um, I guess they say clan down there. Uh, I, they do. <laughs> they do. For, for other reasons, but they do. <laughs> oh, man. Was, racism. Uh, racism on a Sunday morning. Um, Anywho, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, there's there's a nice moment where he says, you know, nobody in, in my family has ever really done anything for anyone else. And I'm going to do this for you. He's talking to Spider-Man. He's, I'm I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to sacrifice myself to stop this bomb that the Avengers or no, the X-Men have put this bomb together that is going to kill all non mutants. Like anyone not carrying the X gene uh, will be dead if this bomb goes off. And that would be really cataclysmic, I think for the rest of the heroes. So Cassidy goes out there and he says, really the only way we can stop this is if I use my suit to, uh, encompass the explosion uh it will blow me to little bitty pieces but it will stop everyone else from dying he says but i need you to build me a statue spider-man in the middle of new york of myself covered in like rhinestones and glitter and shit (laughs) glitter (laughs) glue it's just like that's that's kind of awesome. Like you have this murderous serial killing psychopath who's like, I want a statue made out of rhinestones. Bedazzle right the, the of shit Times out of that. Bedazzle me, you fucking arachnid asshole. Um, yeah. So uh, Carnage dies, um, stops the bomb from going off, obviously, because we're not going to get rid of all the heroes in the world. And uh, issue nine sees Captain America, the original Captain America, Stephen Rogers, mm-hmm. um, the old and frail, no longer Captain America, Stephen Rogers, mm-hmm. rescuing the Red Skull. 
Now, the Red Skull had grafted part of Charles Xavier's brain onto his own, right. and this whole time we've been kind of toying with, is Xavier in there? Can he get, can you hear me, Charles? Hello? Hello? <laughs> um, and in this issue, it really seems like Charles was starting to take over uh, a bit of the Red Skull's personality. So you have Captain America saving the Red Skull so that the Red Skull can redo the thing that inverted everybody and switch them all back. Oh, the and, old uh, switcheroo. Yeah, because, you know, you got you to gotta put the toys back in the toy box when you're done playing with them. <laughs> so, except in this one, after they do that, after they put the toys back, they leave a couple people still inverted. Uh, Sabretooth remains a good guy because, you know, we did just kill Wolverine, so we yeah, need a new one. Got to cover that base. And there's, there's actually a nice bit at the end where Sabretooth is sitting down uh, writing a letter and you're, you're reading it almost like a monologue. And he's saying, you know, I, I've, I've been a <laughs> he, He's actually saying, roar, 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 roar. <laughs> Sabretooth murder. <laughs> I'm sorry. Me no like leave Schreiber. I don't know why he fucking. I'm sorry. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Maine was a better Sabretooth. Roar, roar, roar. He had blonde hair like in comics. I'm sorry. He was saying. <laughs> I don't know why Sabretooth talks that way. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, but we um, we both agree that it feels right. No, it okay. does feel okay. right. He should just grunt and growl and be pissed about Leave Schreiber. Um, <laughs> so, so he's he's writing this. He's basically writing a letter to Logan, uh, saying, you know, I've been kind of a murderous shithead my whole life, and you said a long time ago that there was a place for me that that Charles Xavier could help me, and I threw it back in your face and. Maybe you were right. So maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and give this being a hero thing a shot. Um, give it a whirl. S- give, give it a whirl. <laughs> so yeah. So you've got Sabretooth that's gonna stay a good guy to take over uh, the Wolverine role. You've got Iron Man who is going to stay a far more interesting character than he has been in years as a bad guy. Yeah, Drunk Tony is amazing. Drunk, all silver white armored, like, God, he's such a douche. Uh, Douchey Tony is amazing, by the way. Superior Iron Man is a killer book. Yes, I concur. It's so good. It's so good. But uh, Iron Man's going to stay a douche and... That's and havoc. Havoc is seems to be staying um, no longer the nice Summers brother. Okay, which which is saying something. The Summers brother, Cyclops, brother's mother. Yes, gotcha. <laughs> that would be Vulcan, I believe. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Cyclops is usually like the crazy one that people are like, I don't know, Cyclops. Maybe you should tone it down with the mutant propaganda. And now Havoc's like, fuck the humans. Everyone's going to die. Woo! Yeah. So that I don't know. That's kind of cool. I always really liked Havoc. And I like to see him. Um, it's less that he is a villain and more that he is just an extremist. Okay. Which is a far more interesting way to take a character. Like, black and white is not interesting. Right. Right, black and white, it's it's just boring. But when you have a character who has a motivation for what could be viewed at by some as their villainy, 
now that's an interesting character and i feel like they've given something something meaty to have it right you know Sh- what I mean? there's something here to work with shades of gray always make a story more interesting yeah they really do um the artwork is i'm mean, if you're a fan of terry dodson you're gonna like this book the action looks great um the the character work is really solid if you're not a fan of terry dodson and i know that that dodson does have um plenty of detractors and kind of is one of those guys that splits people pretty evenly nothing in this book is going to convince you to become a fan of terry dodson gotcha um i personally i like his art i think it's it's good it's superhero art mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know there's there's a good superhero quality to the artwork um everything there's nothing there was no no weird panels where you're like you know reading through the book and go yeah <laughs> That was a weird choice. <laughs> like everything just kind of flows pretty nicely. And overall, I think this will make for a really good um, trade paperback to pick up next week or next month, I'm sure, because right. Marvel's really quick about yeah, this shit. Yes, yes, they are. They're getting faster and faster. It seems like they're, yeah, they're releasing we, the trade before the fucking books are done. Yeah, for, <laughs> seriously. But that's how it should be, though. I mean, like, that DC drives me crazy with that of, you know, this story is over, and then nine months later, I can buy the trade. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm, I'm not gonna. No, <laughs> stop it! Damn it, Dan DiDio. Hashtag Damn it, Dan DiDio. Well, it's funny. The other night, That's... me and the missus were sitting down watching uh, the History Channel, Ancient Aliens. Not sure mm. if you're a fan. I love the show. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, they were talking about how uh, the the stories of our past, you know, Zeus, like mythology, right, came from aliens. And at one point in time, I'm just sitting there zoning out, not really paying. And the Dan Deer shows up on screen. And I'm like, that motherfucker's on History Channel talking about aliens. <laughs> Maybe you should go back to publishing some comics on time, sir. Sir. Go talk to Jim Lee. <laughs> Anywho. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, Avengers and X-Men Axis. It was. I thought it was a really good event. I really liked it. Good, good, good. I'll pick it up in trade, so I don't have to. Yeah, miss definitely worth it. Except for that last. Except for that issue, feeling like feeling like we missed something. Um, you know, I really liked it. Cool. So, uh, the second book that I picked up this week. Um, that you know, I, I am really excited about this book. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's. I grew up. In the 80s. Yes, you did. So and did I. My, 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 my guidance. <laughs> my Your moral light, compass. My moral compass. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. My moral compass was solely derived from cartoon shows. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it was the 80s. And that's when absentee parenting became a thing. Yeah, that's when it started. So, so as a latchkey child, <laughs> my moral compass came from four sources. Okay. <laughs> it came from G.I. Joe. Okay, the great American hero. Yeah, a real American hero knowing his half the battle, sir. Yes, it's true. The Thundercats. Oh, Thundercats ho. Which taught me to yell ho. <laughs> and look and look funnily through a sword. But okay. <laughs> uh, sword of Omens give me sight beyond sight. Oh my goodness. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, hit me up with number three. Transformers. <laughs> ah, robots in disguise. <laughs> and they were more than meets the eye, sir. <laughs> they were <laughs> still the best goddamn noise ever. Like, when, that noise. When the new movies came out, the first one, sitting in the movie theater with two buddies of mine, and the, it was like 20 minutes in, and it made that. <laughs> All three of us looked at each other, and we were 12 years old again. It was yep. awesome. It was Fucking beautiful. Okay. Goddamn beautiful. And number four? But number four, my favorite, to this day my favorite, unabashedly <laughs> my favorite, was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So you include the Masters of the Universe as well as He-Man. Well, that was the name of the show. Oh, oh my mistake. Sorry. <laughs> He Man and the Masters of the Universe. They, like, there was that pregnant pause that mm. the announcer took. Yes, yes. He Man and these other fucking guys that we're going to try and sell you toys of. Yes, um, yes. Because, like, make no mistake, these show, those four shows in particular, were glorified toy commercials. Yeah, twelve. Uh, you know, tw- uh, twenty-five minute toy commercials. Yeah, they really were, and God damn it, did they work? Because mm-hmm. I had them all. Yes, I had. I had everything. I had Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain, what, damn it. What was the dude with the springy legs, the bullet-looking dude? Oh, Ram Man. Ram Man. Oh, they yeah. were so creative with the names. They really were. Like, they... they <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of subtlety and cleverness. It, it was wit beyond wit. <laughs> this, <laughs> this guy has three faces. I know. Many faces. Get it? It's like many faces. But he's a man. Get it? All right. So, <laughs> so anyway, I, too I really do though. I I really do love He Man. Like not not for nothing. I I all all kidding aside. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved that show. I loved the toys. I it was just my my very very favorite thing. And it has gone through some iterations throughout the years right. that have not been as good. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the original is any good. Because it's not. Okay. It's shit. Mm-hmm. Like, let's make no mistake. It's terrible. Okay. Um, Don't but sugarcoat the, uh, it. Tell me how no, you I'm, really feel. I'm not going to. Okay. It's awful. All right. It's reused stills and artwork and, like, the scrolling background of, like, He-Man. Why are you just running in front of this black background for 20 minutes? Okay. You <laughs> get where you're going. Get on Battle Cat and fucking hurry up. <laughs> Scringer, come on, it's awesome. But anyway, these other iterations have been um, kind of terrible. They've missed something. I don't know what it is that they've been missing. I can't like, you know, it's one of those things like what made He-Man special was probably just the fact that it was bananas and in the 80s. Um, right. But this this book that came out, published by DC, um, which thankfully I don't think this is going to be included in the multiversity crossover. <laughs> Damn. I'd I, love I, to see Batman versus He-Man. I lots really kind of wish action. it would. <laughs> lots of lots of man on man. Um, oh boy! <laughs> Remember that train derailment thing we were talking about earlier? Yeah. Always happens. <laughs> but published by DC Comics, um, they've done. They had a He-Man series in the past. Um, over the last like couple of years, that was that was okay. It, mm-hmm. Like I read a couple issues, but didn't really love it. But this new one came out. And I figured I'd give it another chance, especially because there is a Darwin Cook variant cover. Ooh, um, that, oh, that's it. It is spectacular, man. I'm have like to check it that is. Out. 
it is just Darwin Cook drawn He-Man, and that looks exactly like you think it would. It's <laughs> fucking fantastic. But this one is called He-Man the Eternity War. It's written by Dan Abnett, um, who, along with uh, Mr. Lanning, was pretty much responsible for bringing the cosmic shit back to the Marvel Universe, like Guardians right. of the Galaxy and, right, right, right. and Silver Surfer. They had a couple crossovers that were really good. Um, the art is done by Pop Man. Mm. Um, or Mahan. I don't I don't know. Let's We apologize. Yeah, I to I don't Mr. I don't pop 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 apocalypse because we know Mr. he's a listener. Mr. Pop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's He Man the Eternity War number one. And the story basically breaks down like this. Uh Tila, mm-hmm. who is was He Man's kind of Right hand woman, right? Yeah, his right hand woman throughout most of the show is now the new sorceress, um, and also in charge of all the Snake Man. Mm-hmm. Um, she hisses is, a lot. She she does uh, her s's are certainly s- uh, elongated. There's no other s word. <laughs> they are stretched out. Ooh, uh, there you go. It. See see what I did there? I did. Um, so she is in. She's the sorceress. She's in charge of the Snake Men. Uh, Skeletor is missing mm-hmm. to begin this to mm-hmm. begin the story, and Hordak, who originally started as a Shira villain, uh, is now the big bad in the universe. He has been reborn with the blood of He-Man coursing through his veins. Now the thing about I know it's fucking ridiculous. Just saying it out loud, it sounds fucking nuts. But go with me here. The blood of He-Man... I'm along with the ride. The blood of He-Man is what unlocks the power of Castle Grayskull. Now that it is in the hands of a villain, a villain has taken over the most powerful thing in the universe. The good guys are holed up at Snake Mountain, which used to be Skeletor's hideout. And basically what it seems it's going to be is He-Man and all of his people and all of Skeletor's people, for the most part, minus a couple, you know, key key villains uh, against Hordak and his evil horde. And I'm fucking in, man. Like, I'm excited about it. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. It is cheesetastic. But I'm I'm fucking stoked for it, man. I thought the artwork was really good. Um, they gave He-Man pants. Which is which awesome. Which is nice. Yeah, that's, that's good. You know, no more loincloth. Mm. Um... They did a good job of not referring to him as He-Man very often. They referred to him as Adam, mm-hmm. which, you know, works a little bit better. Um, She-Ra's in it. The Sorceress is in it. Man-at-Arms is a badass. He beats up all the Snake Men mm-hmm. to get to see Tila, his daughter. They won't let him They won't let him in to see him. And he's like, all right, fuckers, let's <laughs> do this. And he just let's takes rock. the shit. He just, he's like, I'm going to go talk to my daughter, so... You can get out of my way, or I'm just going to go through you. And he does. And he does. Yeah, um, yeah he does. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, th- this is this is the type of book where if you grew up in the 80s and you liked those cartoons, if you were a fan of those of those things, this is kind of comfort food for you. I, you know what I mean? Like, this is right. This hits you right in that sweet spot of nostalgia. I absolutely agree. Uh, I Like I said earlier, I did read this as well. Um, my... Only issue with this book is if you look at some of the villainous scenes where it's a group of bad guys, 
Um, with the art style that it is, it makes them look ten times more ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, There's some exaggeration there. Oh, my like, goodness. Now, I understand. I, I haven't read many He-Man and or She-Ra books before this. <laughs> um, but... I feel like they like this is not your grandpa's fucking He-Man. We're taking this shit dark. We're taking this for serious, for reals. And it engaged me, but that 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 little kid voice in the head's like, "This is this is this is not what I know. This is this is not what I know. why is everybody so mean? Why is what's going on? <laughs> and <laughs> why why is Hordak?" Like, why is he naked to start the book out? Right. It's weird. Like, he's, he's killing people or killed something. Oh, no. He sliced his own arm to, to, to bleed out and to start something going. And I was like, wow, they'd never show that on Saturday morning. No. No, they wouldn't. Um, But all in all, it was entertaining. Like, I enjoyed it. It was nice to see a refreshing take on a character that, not for nothing, we all grew up with. Well, yeah, and I, I think your your point about the characters looking more exaggerated um, is is certainly valid. And, you know, I think a lot of the reasons for that, if you look back to the 80s when, when He-Man was, was on TV and the toys were out and they were the most popular thing in the store, mm-hmm. there was there was there were two bodies. There was the the male body and the female body. And every character had to fit on on that prototype that mold yeah that mold so it didn't matter if your character was a humanoid character like he-man or if it was a beast like beast man i see what you did there that's right it had to be on the same body the only thing that was different was the head sculpt right you know you, some characters like beast man or moss man had like you know, moss man had moss he, he was did. fuzzy he was flocked. He was flocked, <laughs> what like was the, covered in fabric. The skunk dude. Was it Skunk Tor or something like that? Uh, when you opened up the package, it actually smelled like shit. Yeah, it smelled terrible. <laughs> it was awesome. Skunk Or, I believe, was his name. I, I'm willing. To, like, I'm willing to buy that. <laughs> but like Evil Lynn, which <laughs> I know. It's, Ev- get it, Evelyn? Yes, I got it. Get it. Evelyn and Tila were the same body, just with a different head sculpt, you know. So, so a lot of that, like there was limitations with what they were working with. Mattel put these toys out as cheaply as possible, using the same basic prototype. So on the show, everybody kind of looked the same. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have to do that. So when you have a character like Grizzlor, who is this big fucking scary grizzly bear looking thing mm-hmm. he's massive and hairy and like just scary looking versus a character like you know he-man who is just a really tall you know barbarian looking guy it's, right i don't know i'm i'm i understand why they're here this is an instance where i'm like i'm okay that this doesn't look like my childhood because i'm now an adult and i understand why it doesn't look that way right i'm just saying that they took it so like they took it to a dark place that I wasn't used to seeing He-Man in. I mean, if you take a step back and you really think about the storylines and 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 the actual characters, like Skeletor was a dude without skin. He had mm-hmm. no he had no facial skin, so that could be scary. I get that, but I never it never hit me in that 
primal area like oh you really need to be afraid of skeletor yeah <laughs> like you know what i'm saying and seeing this yeah. art style it it brought it to like modern times and i was like i, I i'm not 100 percent on how i feel about this this is a changing of my history and a, and as as a, you know a comic book person change is not good <laughs> change boo change <laughs> I'm afraid yeah, of change. And, <laughs> and I know we just talked about the shadow and how we don't want it to look different. Um, you know, here I'm okay with it looking different. I think it makes sense. But you are right. This is a much darker take mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than than He-Man is typically. Like, I don't think we're going to get the feel-good after-school message at the end of each issue like we did Well, we're definitely not show. at the end of this one. <laughs> no. And remember, kids, don't do drugs. Like, Fuck you, He-Man. I'll do what I want. You don't own me. Why are you talking about drugs? You live on Eternia. They don't have drugs there. They have weird wizards and shit. Wizardry. <laughs> Wizardry. But, yeah, I mean, overall, He-Man the Eternity War, like, I'm excited for where this is going. I'm excited that I'm going to read He-Man month after month. You know, and and not gonna lie, and, I would not have read this book had you not reviewed it, and I'm glad that you did because I got to see it. I enjoyed the story. It sort of caught me up on what was happening beforehand, and it definitely lets you know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, the big baddies, you know who they all are. You know right. how some people are skating back and forth between, you know, what's her name, the 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 snake broad. She's like she's dealing with some pretty bad characters. Her her troops the are not nice people. <laughs> um, I did like to see the cousins together, which you know that doesn't happen very often. And it was a, it was an event when it did happen on the television show. Prince Adam and Princess Adora. Yes, in the He Man and She Ra Christmas special. <laughs> you are such a dork. I love you. I know. I watch it every year. I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, it's, I, it's I one did, of the I holiday did, traditions. I did watch He Man religiously and She Ra as well. I wasn't as much invested. Fuck yeah, She Ra was cool. But I wasn't invested as much in the story of She Ra. What I was invested was is finding that little dude that was always hidden. Every episode to watch yeah. at the end where he goes, hello, I'm over here. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, she I was actually was... waiting for that at the end of the book. Like, the last page, hello, I'm over here. <laughs> Maybe at the end of the series. That's a little light for where this book is right now. It's very true. Very true. But, like, back in the day, man, she was a thing that boys could watch. And, like, it wasn't so over-the-top girly. Like, they made a badass girl. Yeah. You know, it wasn't... I, yes, she had a rainbow pony. Well, and if you, you could know, have a like, rainbow pony, you would have a rainbow pony. I know I would have a rainbow pony if I could have I, a rainbow I, pony. I do have a rainbow pony. <laughs> His not, name is Steve. He's <laughs> Steve in the rainbow. Um, but yeah, like like she was actually a character that was was a badass and happened to be a girl, not the other way around which is so often why that goes wrong of we need a cool girl character right they made a cool character who happened to be a girl now i have a question and this is something i was thinking about um when he-man was adam he was mm-hmm. softer and scared right right what was she-ra she was still kind of a badass right that's what i re- remembered but i couldn't i wasn't 110 on that she was a badass that really just changed clothes yeah, she just got a sword and a shorter skirt. Ooh, it's really kind of yeah. She she was really like throughout 
throughout most of her appearance in as either Adora or Shira, she was kind of a take no shit kind of character. Gotcha. And that was the one thing that really bothered me about the He-Man figures is that Adam was just a different paint job than He-Man. He was still yeah, gigantic. I, still just as big, you know. But like, not in the cartoon. No. And that, that was like the only one in the cartoon that was different right. was Prince Adam was a little bit smaller. Battle Cat did cower a little bit more. Yeah. He was a Battle he was a scaredy a cat. Get it? Cringer. Oh God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. I know. It's this is one of those books though, like I don't know I if you're not a fan already, I don't know that this is enough to be like, yes, I'm going to spend three dollars on this every month. Okay, I see what you're saying, but if you were I don't a know fan that it was. Show, I don't know that it wasn't. If you if you're a fan of the show, this this is for you. This is for you. Yeah. I not necessarily if you were a fan of the comics from what you're telling me the comics were different. Um but as a fan of the show, I enjoyed this book immensely. Like it was great yeah. to see. Yeah, and I th- I think, you know, like I said, if if you grew up in the 80s and liked this even a little bit, this is for you. That's that's who they made this book for, and that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't have to get, you know, to, my name is Adam, and <laughs> you know the whole. I really wanted to you to show. go through the whole monologue from the I'm, beginning I'm, of the show. <laughs> I'm not gonna. You could, I can, <laughs> but I'm but I won't. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Two two really uh, really good books this week. Good good good. And I'm happy about that because usually the end of the month, especially the end of the year. It's slim pickings, and you know this is this is a five a five Wednesday month, and, and next week I don't know if you looked at the list next week, but uh, other than the new Shield book, nothing, nada, Nathan, nada. It's gonna, it's gonna be a short podcast <laughs> yes. next week. Hello, goodbye. <laughs> Hello, I read the Shield. So should you. <laughs> Have a nice year. Ta da. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, now that we got all the books covered, there was something that I wanted to make comment. On, uh, I had sent this to you earlier. Today yes. is Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. What's the number? It is the 28th of December. Today, in the comic book world, is a holiday for us. Because today is Stan Lee's birthday. As far as Facebook tells me. <laughs> and we all know if it's on the internet. It's true. It's true. If it wasn't for this guy, we wouldn't be doing this. Um, he brought what we all know and love of comics to comics. It's just nice that he's still around. So it's so nice that he gets to see what his creations have become. Absolutely. absolutely. Like I, I can only imagine the just pure joy that this guy gets when he sees Spider-Man on the big screen. Absolutely. Even if it's a shitty Spider-Man movie, like Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Tap dancing his way into your heart. It's still got to be just this unbelievable feeling. And the fact that he gets to cameo in damn near every one of them. And it's funny because we get upset so if he doesn't awesome. cameo. I know. like what, And it's only been a few. It's like the Wolverine he didn't cameo in. Right. Um, I think basically the Fox ones. The Fox X-Men movies, yes. I don't think he cameos in. But still. But he is in the Fox Fantastic Four. He is the best part of that movie. 
got the mail for you, Dr. Richards, and then he's gone, and you're like, all right, I'm, I don't have to watch this anymore. I'm sorry, I kind of liked when Rocket was talking about him hitting on the broad and, Go- and Guardians of the Galaxy. It was fantastic. That was awesome. That was that was pretty cool. But fantastic. It is... But no, you you are absolutely correct. This is the guy, and nobody else. It's this it's, is the guy. It can't be argued with. I mean, no nope. can argue who has has written better stories or who. I mean, he doesn't really do art, so who does better art? But the fact of the matter still stands. If it wasn't for this guy, we wouldn't we wouldn't have what we have today. Movies, yeah. television shows, a, a ridiculous amount of comic books to read. So with that, happy birthday to Stan the Manly. Happy birthday, Uncle Stan. Mm. I didn't know that. Congratulations. Have you been over? Yeah, I have. Oh, that's fantastic. That's actually just quick little story. On on iOS devices, there is a, a, an app you can get that is uh, Marvel Reads. Okay. It's called, and the only free one because I'm not going to pay for an app. <laughs> okay. The only free Marvel Reads that you get is uh, is Spider Man, and it's an origin story, and you can flip through it like on your iPad. It looks great. It's interactive, and I read it with my kids. Mm-hmm. Because they like the interactive, like storytelling stuff, and there's little spiders sprinkled throughout the pages. And when you tap them, Stanley shouts, as one would imagine, Excelsior. Oh, awesome! I like. I got a little chill when you said that. I'm gonna have to yeah, take a look it, at that. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's it's so awesome. <laughs> and my kids now yell because they know it's a thing they learned from an early age that it's a thing you yell when something good happens my kids now yell excelsior oh. and it's awesome that is that's a that's a glorious <laughs> glorious thing right there so that's it's uncle stan man he sounds like everybody's uncle when you hear that voice that's what you want your uncle or your grandfather to sound like man it's he's he's a beautiful man and god damn it he's getting old and i i hope he has I hope he has another 20 years at least. Hoping. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. And with that, that's going to do it, I think, for issue 17 of the Paper Cuts podcast. Keep saying issue. I'm going <laughs> to issue, issue, say issue, it. Issue. issue. Say it from now on, Dean. Ah, <laughs> uh, Awesome. Should we close out? the? Uh, how, do, how does Dean usually close we, out? We do with the, you know, like I got Garden State. July 25th, Garden State Comic Fest, coming quick. Uh, we're in the process of filling up all the tables and booths and whatnot. It's being held at Men in Arena in Marstown, New Jersey, July 25th. Uh, it's a Saturday and Sunday event now, so oh, it's a big deal. And uh, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, at some point in time, I'm going to have to do just a podcast on what it takes what's involved because a lot of us just go to shows and then bitch and complain about what we didn't like and what we and and rave about what we do like but the guys the people and i am partially involved with this that put on a show have to do so much so much that it's it's a it's it's a it's a fucking wonder that any show gets actually put on. <laughs> yeah. It's stunning to me. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, our show, Garden State Comic Fest, July 25th, Barstown, New Jersey, Men in Arena. Uh, if you're an artist, if you're whatever, you got a show or a store or someone you know has a store in the area and they're looking to check us out or 
possibly get a table and or booth at the show, hit us up on Facebook, Garden State Comic Fest, slashy slash whatever, whatever Facebook. <laughs> um, and please be mindful of how much effort and love goes into putting on a show before you start bashing the ever-living shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this because we want to put on a good show, kids, not because we want to ruin your day. Right, absolutely. Very rarely is it a cash grab because it's so involved. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not that much cash, Not. let's be honest. Well, yeah, no. There's a little. Little. But that but, usually goes to putting on the next one. Here's yeah. a little inside tip. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little uh, a little inside baseball behind the curtain for behind you. Behind the curtain shit. Anything that's made usually gets dumped back into the next one. <laughs> Nobody's retiring <laughs> off of this one, kids. So, But no, the last Garden State Comic Fest was awesome. It was a great show. Tons of comics, tons of toys, tons of really cool vendors. Like, it was about comics. It wasn't about movies and TV shows and shit you don't really care about. Absolutely. If you like comics... And you got some a free weekend in July. Get your ass to the Garden we, State we, Comic Fest. We're doing it in a what I feel is is a slightly better venue because it is one solid area. It is a fucking hockey rink, and we're shoving as much into it as we possibly can because there's so much there. Like there's so much available to us that we want to make sure that every nook and cranny is filled with just comicy goodness. So. You know, with it being a hockey rink in New Jersey, we got to be able to get Kevin Smith to this. I would love to. I've actually, you know, it's got to happen. I, I would love Come to. On. I, I've actually attempted. Um, he, it's, it's something that I would love to see happen. Fan uh, of the show, Kevin Smith. I know you're listening. <laughs> Come on, man. From one Jersey boy to another. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Check out smodco.com. There you go. What else do you need? He this episode need <laughs> brought to you by amazon.com backslash smodco. <laughs> he doesn't need our help. No, we he need doesn't. his help. God damn it. Yes, he Help us, Kevin Smith. Please. You're our only hope. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right. Well, Anything as else? always, that it? great show. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.